What's going on, everybody? Um, I just wanted to say thank you for joining me on the, uh, the first ever episode of Four Things. Um, if you're not familiar with who I am, uh, my name is GM. Um, I'm the host of the show. And uh, every segment, I'll ask the guests uh, to tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you'd want them to know you. So, real quick, uh, I'm going to tell you uh, who I am. Like I said, my name is GM. Um, what I do, uh, I, uh, I podcast, um, I'm a, uh, I'm also a hip hop artist formally more so than anything. Um, I, uh, I've previously had a podcast, um, that I was a co-host of called the blind box about four and a half to five years ago. Um, what the blind box was, was a, uh, a show where we would have, uh, guests from a wide variety of, uh, of places um, everything from uh, from rappers to comedians <clears throat> to artists to um, to models uh, we had a little bit of everything um, this show will not be far off from that uh, this is not a show that is just about one particular thing um, this is not a show that is, uh, in my opinion, like any other show you'll ever hear. Um, so who I am, what I do, why the people may know me, that's pretty much that, and why I would want them to know me. I want you to know me, because I think that this show offers something that isn't being offered right now. So, um, without saying any more, uh, I want you to sit back enjoy the ride um realize that this is a bit of a work in progress uh some things are still coming together here um the episodes will have more of a of a normal release to them um than right now uh right now this thing is just getting off the ground um so if you have any ideas if you have any feedback or anything you can hit me up uh four things podcast that's the number four t-h-a-n-g-s podcast at gmail.com you can also follow on twitter at four things podcast and feel free to hit me up um as you hear this episode it should be available on spotify itunes amazon um all your favorite outlets tell a friend uh if you have a person that you think would be perfect for this show let me know um everything's very accessible here this is, a, this is a show by us and by me for you. Enjoy it. Don't be afraid to laugh a little bit. Don't be afraid to learn some things. Quality might get a little bit spotty here and there. Those are the things we're working through. So I just wanted to take this time to say I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate your listening. I appreciate your time. I know that we're in a space where... Um, you can you can find things everywhere. So the fact that you're taking this time with me and with us, I greatly I greatly appreciate it. Um, and that's about it. So with that being said, welcome to Four Things. Four Things. Hello. I'm back in the podcast game, baby. Oh shit! What what do you got? All right. Here's what I'm thinking, brother. Four things. We got four. Yeah, four guests. 
four segments per show, and then we're going to do four shows per season. Four shows per season. Right. All right. What do you think? Okay. Uh, so 16 things. No. No, it's it's four things. It's four things, and we're gonna have uh, some skits and some bits, you some know, some comedy some stuff, bits, some, comedy. Yep. some interviews, interviews and, and, and guests and stuff like guests that, and all and, that uh, stuff. Yeah. Yes. So four things. What do you think? Uh, bits and skits. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sixteen things. No, bro. Listen, that's a great idea, man. Sixteen things. Now, gee, that's a great idea. I have to say, that's my new podcast. Is sixteen things. Wait. What? Four things. Four things. Four things. Oh, it's that new new. You know it's that new new. You can smell it in there. It's four things. This is Four Things. My name is GM. Um, I appreciate y'all for taking the time for, uh, you know, joining me here on the show. Uh, the first segment of the uh, the first episode of Four Things. This is um, this is something new. I uh, if you're familiar with me or um, what I uh, what I guess what I bring to the table as a as a podcast host, um, then um, you're familiar with the uh, the previous show that uh that i was a co-host of the blind box um we'll talk a little bit about that later on um we got tony grands coming through he's um he's gonna come through and talk about some some t-shirt things um talk about what it's like kind of putting a hustle together and, and getting it off the ground um we got uh let me take a look at the list because it's it's been busy around here man i've been been putting in work for everybody so um we got uh we got pd pobs on um we're gonna talk some uh some fifa and some uh some apex and video game stuff um and then of course we got freehand profit on um he does uh he does these crazy sneaker gas masks that if you haven't seen them you'll you'll like you've probably never seen anything like this before as a matter of fact i'm gonna have the guest join and then i'm gonna have the guest take a look at uh at what freehand does and and we'll talk to the uh, to the guests about what they do, and uh, just sit back, sit tight, and uh, I guess enjoy the show, as they say. Um, guest in typical fashion. This is the one thing that will not change from uh, from my previous uh, the previous show that I was a part of, the Blind Box. Um, I am going to ask you to tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. Yo. My name is Patrick Cryer. I am a music producer. Uh, you may want to know me because I am pretty much, and I'm not tooting my own horn, I'm probably your favorite producer's favorite producer. Uh, been doing this for a very long time. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a music guy. I make sound come to life. Word. Um, well, Pat, I appreciate you taking time to, uh, to join me on the show. No, you're all good, dude. You're good. This is uh this is something something new, but something old, you know what I mean? Like it's uh it's something familiar, I guess. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I wanted to have you on, talk a little bit about, about some music things. Um, I know that you got some, some video game stuff that you've been up to also. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I want to get into that a little bit. Um, I guess it's crazy. Cause like I've known Pat for a while um, on Twitter and, uh, and I, and I feel like, I feel like Pat does a good job of, um, of promoting himself on Twitter, but not the typical promotion way. Yeah. Um, like a lot of people promote with links and they'll hit you over the head with, uh, with, with, with their sounds and, and stuff like that. Pat's good at that. But what, but what Pat seems to be really good at is understanding how, like the, the algorithms of Twitter kind of, and like the, the, what, like what people pick up on or what people might retweet and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and that's what I've, that's what I know you from, from, you know, years back or whatever. And then as we've, as we've gone, I've, I've gotten to know you as a producer, but to be honest with you, I, I couldn't, I don't know exactly what your, what your production list is. And that's why when I have people on the show, I like for them to introduce themselves is because there's a lot of stuff out there that if somebody wanted to document everything that you do, they probably still couldn't do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, and, and I think that's like a common, uh, common, uh, uh, thread with, with the people that are going to be stopping through the show. Um, what are some things that you would want people to know um, that you that you've done? Um, well, I spent a, a large portion of my career ghost producing mm. for a very well known uh, producer that uh, might be married to uh, like a female celebrity megastar, got hella kids with him, got shoes. <laughs> You know gotcha, stuff like gotcha, that. I don't want gotcha. to. Yeah, you know. Um, we don't want to mad skills them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did a, a lot of records on that album. I worked with pretty much a lot of the top people, just behind the scenes. And as of late, it's been more just you know like Tokyo Ave. Of course, I've had that for quite some time. But on production, like I've pretty much, man, I'm man, I'm trying to think of like there's so many people that I've worked with or like ghost produced for. And you know, I don't want to. I don't want to really throw anybody under the bus. But right. I've, 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 uh, I've dabbled in the business for a very long time, and right. uh, helped a lot of the stuff that um, you probably hear on the well, not on the radio, but it's probably on your playlist. So right, it's around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, what's something? Because I know that um, you got some placements, right? Um, yeah, yeah, like, um, well, the latest stuff, um, is like newer artists like Zaylin from uh Austin, Texas. He's about to blow up, like, I can I can see it about to happen, like, that's really dope. Uh, Rick Wilson, who's also blowing up in Chicago, doing big things, um, you know, he's in London right now working on a new album. I got some stuff on there. Um, if you have Forza Horizon, me yep. and Rick Wilson's song is on there, Don't Rush. Um, one of the highest selling uh, racing games in Xbox history. So that's something that I can, you know, kind of say, hey, I got a, I got a song on that, <laughs> you know. Yep. So, yep. so yeah, man. Now, like I said, I'm building. Like now that I'm older, now I just want to like live out my 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 fantasy of like just making like this dope ass music I can clean the house too. Right. <laughs> that's the, that's <laughs> yeah. the best kind. Yeah. That's the longevity. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, how did you, uh, when I know, cause like a lot of producers that are listening to this or whatever, they probably say, well, I got, I got dope shit that would go perfect in a, in a video game or, you know, whatever. Um, how did you go about getting a, a placement for something like that? 
You know what's crazy is um, the label, the indie label that Rick Wilson was on at the time, they were kind of just like going through his album. And when me and Rick were working together, like he had a lot of like no name type rap. And I wanted to bring something on there. And that's no like not to what she does. Like it's like, that's like backpack like stuff. Right. But okay, I that's wanted, okay, I got you. Yeah, but I wanted to put something on there that were like, you know, I wanted people to dance and shit. So yep. I, I gave him like my best version of if I was Pharrell and giving Rick Wilson a beat, this right. is what it is. And they um, submitted the whole album. And I guess the people like uh, at Netflix, because that song's on a, on a Netflix uh, movie too, uh, Let It Snow. So yep. like they just heard it. It was like, yo, it fits perfect with what we had going on. And what's a, like a quick story? Like Rick, yeah. he's not he's not into like video games and shit. So I go to his house. He's like, yeah, Pat, man, like some game want to they want to put our, our song in the game, but I don't know, man. Like it's some <laughs> it's some shit called Forza. I don't know, man. Fuck that. And I'm like, dude, what? But it's because he doesn't have an Xbox. He doesn't like he doesn't game. So he right. had no clue that Forza Horizon. I'm like, dude, we're definitely putting this song on there because this could probably help both of us. And and I know for me, like, I got people that hit me up on IG. Like, like uh, there's this, like, 14-year-old kid that hit me up, and he was like, oh, dude, that's my favorite song on Block Party because that's the name of the um, the radio station on Forza. Right. And, like, he's like, yo, I'm just a fan of, of what you do. And I'm just like, damn, who would have thought that, me having a song in a video game would would reach someone that's you know in a whole nother like country well yeah keep in mind i mean think about yo think about when we were kids like when we would play video games and shit like that like there's there's certain songs that we remember from from games you know what i mean like that like we don't have we don't know who made those songs like we don't know you know i mean i don't anyways i'm sure there's people out there that do but um I'm sure it's kind of the same thing, especially even like the Tony Hawk games and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah, you know for what I mean? sure. That like, was we big. know those songs, you know. Yeah, yeah, that was so big. So I would imagine. Yeah, that's a that's a solid look. Yeah, so I was I was excited. Like I had to like, not like I just had to tell Rick like, yo, you you you're tripping if we don't put this this song right. in the game. If we're know? not putting it on this, you better have a much bigger opportunity. Yeah, you for must. Us. Have, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we did we did Forza, and then right after that we did uh, Let It Snow, and then it was on. I don't really count love and hip hop because I don't really watch that shit, but right. it was on there. Well, that's like your Forza. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, like Forza. For all you know, Rick's like, yo, we got to have it on love and hip hop. So. Yeah. You know what's crazy is he was excited about that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's yo, cool. you know, you know where you got to, um, oh, I don't know if you could even do it now, but fuck man. And you should, I don't know if you, if you were on this, but um, are you familiar with bad girls club? Yes. Yes, I am. Yo, yeah. Bad Girls Club would have would have probably ate your music yeah, they up. Ate, yeah, they would have ate that shit up. And I got a lot of homies that do that. That just make those, you know, like bro, they're just generic beats. Let me tell you, their shit is so funny because me because me and my girl watch that shit, and um, and they'll have like they'll get in a fight, and and like one of them will be like, "I'm not going to the club. Fuck you. Go by yourself." Blah blah blah. And then mm-hmm. the other one will be like, "Fine, we gonna go by ourselves. Fuck y'all too." Blah blah blah. And then and then they'll get in the car, and then the music will hit, and it'll be like. We're not going to the club tonight. Yeah. We're yes. staying home. We're gonna fight. And then like yeah. that's it. And then that's and then it just ends. And I'm like, oh man, that's gotta be such a sweet fucking gig for whoever yeah, it got is, that. Dude, man, like I know I know a couple of people that do that, man. Just just sitting like 
stuff out to like VH1 and things like that. And yeah, they they kind of eat, but I don't like VH1. They 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 take too long to pay. So oh, <laughs> really? They were holding yeah. up the check? Yeah, yeah. You know, that's a, like to any producer that um is listening to this, and when you try to get something placed, and let's say you do get something placed from uh, let's say like a big corporation like uh, VH1, Netflix, anything, MTV, whatever. A lot of these companies will try to do something called a net 90 pay, which means you have to wait 90 business days, not just 90 days, but 90 business days to even get like a check. So like closer to like 110. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. 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 So a lot of times people are just waiting, like stuff will be out on TV. Like imagine like all the stuff that you might see on TV, like on a, on a special or something like whoever did that music, they're probably not going to get paid until like six months, seven months down the road, you know? Right. Yeah. It's, right. it's, it's, it's a, it's a dirty game. Have you, um, on the, on the show, we're going to cover a, like I said, a bunch of topics um, yeah. in the description of the show. I mentioned, uh, I mentioned NFTs. Um, yeah. Have you looked into the NFT world at all? Man, I've been dabbling a little bit just because um, I, I love art and shit. And yeah. um, I know it's going to be something that's going to be big in the future. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's going to expand more to just, just art. I think it's going to expand. So, I agree. Um, and I think that when when it was early on, they didn't really have um, like sounds to them for the most part. They yeah, were, yeah but then they started to incorporate sounds and soundtracking and stuff. And they're starting to do that more now. And I think that's like something that if I was a, I mean, I, I don't consider myself a producer. Like I make beats and I'm, I'm getting better at it and shit, but like I have 20 years of hip hop experience. So like, yeah, it's not impossible for me to make them or whatever. It's just, I'm not really looking to, especially when you get into like sample clearances and, and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. I'm not really looking to try to like be that guy where I'm trying to find, like I'm trying to worry about clearing samples or I'm trying to make beats, making sure that I'm using sounds that are gonna clear and blah, blah, blah. I just wanna have fun and just make some shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, for sure, um, for sure. But I think I would imagine it probably gets tricky when you start to get into that, um, like sample clearances and-, and Oh uh, yeah, for sure. And all that. You know what's crazy though, is I tell people like, really, people don't really trip on people sampling shit. They only trip when it, gets big well yeah but then the problem is is like what happens if you end up like you spend the time you make the beat you do all that for uh you know you send it to netflix or whatever they like it but then they can't really use it because there's a sample in it no a lot of times they'll clear it oh they'll clear it for yeah, you yeah yeah mm. like they'll go through it like um oh i like that so i had an really issue they thought that um i sampled like james brown like vote like voice in in don't rush and i'm like no that's actually me like i did right. that and i just right. chopped it but they were like oh yeah you know we just wanted to make sure just in case you know we had to you know like go through the proper channels to make sure that you know they're about to go clear. to war for you yeah yeah and i'm like cool you know and that's actually dope that's why i like dealing with like indie labels and, and stuff because they got more time that they can kind of like spend with you as opposed to like a major and stuff like that. And I, and I dealt with like Atlantic records before and, and, and stuff like that. And I can tell you that like being in a, in a big machine and, and dealing with people, like the things that um, major labels would tell you 98% of it's bullshit right. <laughs> as opposed to the indie where it's like maybe 20% of it is bullshit. 
Right. So I'd rather take the twenty percent than over the like the ninety eight. Nah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, when you uh when you first started getting into making beats and and whatnot, what did you start with? Wow. Um, I started making beats when I was sixteen. Yep. And um, it was MTV Music Generator for PlayStation One. That's crazy. I had a homie. And looking back, he just needed money for weed. He hit me. He was like, yo, Pat, I got this game. Because he knew that, like, I was, like, trying to make beats, but I just didn't have any, you know, programs. I didn't right. know. You know, he's like, yo, I got this game. I've been making beats on it, man. I think you'll um, benefit from it. He was like, yeah, I'll sell it to you for 10 bucks." And he was like, yeah. So I met him, like, three blocks away from my house, got the, the game, and started making many fresh beats. I was making, like, because then that was, like, everything to me like all cash money like beats by the pound klc like Mm -hmm. manny fresh that was like who i was like looking you know looking up you grew up in chicago right yeah 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 i grew up in chicago so how'd you you get into new orleans shit like that oh man um so you know you're you're around the same age group as me so you know like there was the box yep where people would call in and you know order videos and i used to always see like mystical um anything like cash money bg like all that stuff so i started like i bought you know one cash money see i'm like damn this shit kind of dope like i don't know who's making these beats but this shit's kind of cool then you know cash money they were putting out cds like every month and and no limit was putting out cds every week Yep, yep so so i got hip to that and you know i'm you know where i'm from we only people that we really had at the time when I was a teenager was like Twister, but he was still kind of underground. Um, we had like Crucial Conflict. They yep. kind of was kind of big. And then uh, the Demon Man, R. Kelly, like we had yep. him. But but other than that, we didn't really have anybody like that was like, oh my God, like there was no Kanye Wests at the time or, you yep. know. So, so I was always looking for like more music and shit. And luckily, you know, because of the box, I was able to hear shit from the East Coast and became like a big hip hop head with Wu and, and Nas and Mob Deep and all that stuff. And then, of course, with the South with 3-6 and, and Cash Money and, and Suave House and like I'm all always, that stuff. I, it's crazy how, how close our, our music uh, interests are because like when I grew up, growing up in upstate New York, I, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really like it wasn't it's not really city at all. So it's a lot of back roads and apple orchards and dirt you know it's just mm-hmm. just that type of shit and um so i would hear like wu-tang or, or mob deep or whatever but they didn't really connect with me as much right and um then when i would hear like other like southern artists or whatever like west coast artists like I, it just like walking around at night especially like with my headphones on or whatever it just felt more normal to me like it mm-hmm. didn't you know and and like i, I love capone and noriega um, love, you know, all that shit, but that didn't, it didn't have the same feel to it. And so then I started to like branch out and kind of check out, you know, other regions and I would yeah, deep yeah. dive into like other regions and people around me, like my friends around me, like they would, they had no idea why I was the way I was. Like I would drive around listening to Paul Wall and Chameleon era screwed and chopped. Oh, wow. And people would really look at me and they'd be like, yo, what are you? I'll never forget. Even like Eminem. Like I listen to when I, when I listened to Eminem, it was a slim shady EP and I had mm-hmm. that shit in my car. And I remember somebody saying like, yo, what, who, who the fuck is this? Why are you listening to this shit? Blah, blah, blah. And 
you know, and then it gets huge. But it's like I wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't listen to that dude because he's from Detroit and I'm from right, New York. Right, right, yeah. I just, I just fucked with it, and and I was like, all right. And it's the same thing with like I was a huge No Limit fan, and um, the yeah. the way that it happened was I went to the CD store and I saw the True to the Game cover, um, with the three ski masks. Three, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yo, I don't know what is on the CD. I have no idea what, what this is going to sound like. I've never heard a masterpiece song before. Like, I have no idea who these dudes are, but I'm buying this fucking CD because whatever, like, it's got to be good. You know what it's, I'm saying? Like, it's this crazy has got to be good. Not, not, not that you put it like that. Like, even looking back, man, a lot of the CDs that I purchased, it was because of the cover. That's why I try yeah. to tell, like, a lot of the, like, the new, like, producers and stuff that put out their stuff. I'm like, man, yo, visuals is everything, man. And, yep. you know, like you just said, like, No Limit was very good. At, like, you looking back, yeah, that shit was corny. Like, fucking, you know, dogs yep. with diamond studded collars and platinum you know what, yo, You know what's crazy, shit. though, Pat? I got this story that I heard. And this was, this was back when Cash Money was first starting. And I would get, I was on message boards and shit at the time. Mm-hmm. It was the beginning of message boards or whatever. And I would see people talking about, yo, this record label, Cash Money Records, like they're they're out of New Orleans. You got to check them out. Their shit is crazy. It's Southern, but it's not like anything else you've ever heard that's Southern, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. There was a story going around the message boards at that time where they said that the way that Cash Money would promote their, their new albums is they would go into a strawberries or, you know, because at that time it wasn't coconuts and it wasn't whatever else. It was yeah, strawberries. Yeah, yeah. They would go into strawberries with their with their flyers and their promo like all their street team shit and all that mm-hmm. they would go in they would lock the door on some bronx tail shit oh wow and and they would tell the employees straight up like yo y'all have no choice in what's about to go on right now you can like you can you can rise up about it or you can just go back and just take a fucking break for a few minutes and they'd go around the store and just plaster the entire store with fucking with with flyers you know, all promo and shit like that. Yeah. And then by the time they left, it looked like a fucking cash money record store. Wow. That, yep. you know, what's crazy is that, that I, I've heard so many stories about Birdman. just, you know. Yeah. You could believe it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 That's, so. And that was the first story I ever heard about Birdman. So you can only imagine that every story that I've heard after that, like, I'm just like, oh, it's true. Yeah, it's gotta yeah, be true. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? He was, he was definitely the New Orleans Shook Knight. Yep. And that's why when I, when you see those covers and shit like that, that's the same thing with like, it's all on you volume two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, uh, all that shit, like all those hot boys albums and all that, all that artwork, um, all the pen and pixel stuff from no yeah, limit. Like pixel, that's, yeah. man, that's all, that's all so classic because it, it really embodies the music. And there's not a lot of times, like the only time I could really say that that does that is like, again, like East coast covers and shit would do that really well. I thought with like red man and Wu Tang and shit. Oh yeah. 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 For sure. But other than that, like it was, it, there was such a like chapter two world domination or whatever. Like you look at that cover and you're like, Oh, I'm about to get into some shit, mm, you know, yeah, like, you know what yeah. it's about to be. What did you, um, what did you use after you got out of, uh, out of using the, the PlayStation? Uh, joint? MTV what was your, yeah. yeah. Um, I <clears throat> ended up getting, Fruity Loops 3 from a friend, which I'm still cool with to this day. Yep. Um, she sent it to me via AOL Instant Messenger dial-up. So that shit took Forever. seven hours to get like a maybe 60 megabyte file. Yep. Yep. You know, but yeah, I was on F- I was on Fruity Loops 3. That was before you can put VSTs in it, sound fonts or whatever. Like it was really like bare bones and shit. You couldn't really do nothing in it. You know, right. but but um, 
it was the first free fucking program I got from someone because you know I was just trying to make the switch. I finally got like my Dell compact computer and shit. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm I'm good. <laughs> you know, I got my Windows XP. I'm up to date. Like, yep. what what's up? And and that just happened to be the first program sent to me. I had like another buddy that was supposed to give me like um asset pro or some something back in the day that people don't fucking use anymore right and like magic, um, magic yeah magic yeah yeah, yeah yeah but uh magic but i ended up just sticking with fl and now i'm on fl 20. so yeah i i had a, a heartbreak early on when uh, my pops actually got me pro tools oh, but man, it yeah. was so early on in putting it out that like and I was right out of high school. Like I had never been around pro audio equipment in my yeah. life. So to me, it was just a piece of metal with a bunch of knobs on it. I had no idea right. what the fuck to do. And then on top of that, when I would go to plug it into the computer, it would tell me that um, it, it basically it was had a problem with the RAM or whatever. And this is like early. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, I had no, just out of the gate, I was shot in the foot where I was just like, well, this sucks. I have this great piece of equipment, but I can't, I can't do anything use it. Yeah. It. My computer can't handle it. Yeah yeah fuck yep so everything uh but everything's kind of a learning experience i guess which is again mm-hmm. the point of this podcast is um there's a lot of there's a lot of points to this podcast honestly it's it's a it's a weird um uh a weird give and take or uh or whatever that i'm in right now where i feel like this show i'm doing this show because i i'm gonna i know i'm gonna enjoy it um i know that there's a lot of people out there um that I want to have on the show to talk to that are just dope. They're, I want to say they're dope artists, but they're not just artists. They're just dope in what they do. Yeah. And I feel like, um, there's a lot of stories to be told there. I feel like there's not just success stories or whatever, but there's some failure stories in there and there's some learning experiences and shit that when people listen to, um, you know, maybe they can get some kind of an inspiration to do something themselves or maybe the the person that is talking there they went through something so somebody else doesn't have to necessarily go through it yeah and um i don't know i think that's kind of an important thing so um if anybody's listening and they're like yeah this you know the show's called four things but you're you have four guests so i guess i that makes sense but really you're going to be talking about every like uh, everything yeah pretty much pretty much i'm going to what i'm going to ask the listener is just trust me on this one like just uh just uh, be along for the ride and if you're if you're cool with pat and you're listening to this right now and you're like yo i don't know who this dude is i don't know who what the show is i don't know who any of these other people are or whatever all i'm gonna ask is just just give the other segments a shot and if you fuck with them then check out the next episode and if you fuck with that then continue to fuck with us if you don't like it um if you don't get anything out of it if you think it's whack you know whatever that's cool. That just means it's not for you. Like that's it's not the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? Like that's I think that's an important thing as like a creative that you got to keep in mind sometimes is what you do isn't necessarily for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. Everything is not for everyone, but I think this will be good for the people that listen. Oh, so I think so I'm too. saying you know you know hey if you like it subscribe. Word. That's a. I get the. Uh, I get support from Pat, and that's all I can ask. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Pat, if you uh, if you got your phone next to you, I want you to do me a favor. I was talking earlier about this uh, this dude, Freehand Profit. Uh-huh. Um, I want you to look up uh, 
what he does. Okay. And this is another thing. Again, there are certain things that are going to kind of carry over from from the show uh, previously that that uh, that I was a part of, and some of those things I'm I'm not going to let go of because I think they're important. I think that they're a really good part of the show, like and and they're they're valuable. So I'm not just going to ditch them just to be stubborn or whatever. Um, Pat, if you go to uh, if you go to Instagram, I want to make sure that if I give you his Instagram, that I'm giving you the uh, the Instagram right, because I know what his uh, I know what his Twitter is. But well, I'm on his website right now. Oh yeah, he makes like masks. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yo, this um, shit looks crazy. If you go to um, Freehand Profit P R O F I T um, on Instagram, that's that's his uh, his Instagram name. Um, he's going to be coming up in the second segment. Um, wow, yo, this this um he has one that's made out of a Jordan one infinity yeah. gauntlet. Yeah, yo, the the glove. That's crazy. Yeah, we talk about that when he uh, when he comes on and uh, and he'll talk. I think he mentions the price of like how much that is, and wow. it's a it's a grip. <laughs> wow, no, but the way it looks, man, this shit. I man, know this this is nice. This is this is art. You know what I'm saying? This isn't like. I don't, if I told somebody that he, he makes gas masks out of sneakers, they'd be like, Oh, I guess that's cool. Like, it sounds like some, like, I don't like no offense to free me and him are cool now. So I can say, it. um, it sounds like some, like, Oh, that's some like cool flea market type idea or whatever. But no, this, this dude goes fucking crazy with these. No, this is kind of fire. It, insanely fire. Yeah. Like, yo, he has one that's a, um, a SpongeBob mask and it has an actual fucking scuba function in it, a snorkeling function. So you can go underwater with it. Wow, this yeah, is like yo, these masks look incredible. Yep, That's yeah, he's very thing. talented, and uh, he's uh, he's also into NFTs and stuff like that. He has digital stuff that um that you can go out and cop and and all that stuff. He's That's dope. Yeah, I'm yeah, real. this link, man. That's crazy. Yeah, give him a follow and all that. Yeah, That's all. He, yeah. uh, very very cool dude. Very down to earth. Um, we had a great segment. Um, and uh, and and again, like I told him, I said. You're what you do, and this isn't giving too much away going into the segment, but I told him, I said, what you do is like the perfect embodiment of what I want to do with this show, which is taking cool shit and just, and just making more cool shit out of it. Yeah. You know, like I want to, I want to show, and not even just myself, but I want to show people that that's a thing that, you know, not everybody just because they do one thing that they're, you know, that they're just that. So he's an artist, but he's an artist that I think a lot more people can relate to than they probably even realize. That's crazy, man. That, that yeah. stuff looks crazy. Yeah. That's cool. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. Damn. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I said. Oh, his shit is so cool looking that when I first saw it, I didn't even think it was like a physical anything. I thought it was digital. I thought he just did everything digitally. And that's yeah. what I was looking at. That's I didn't realize cool. he actually created the masks. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's cool. That's because they look so fucking clean. Mm-hmm. But um, I mentioned uh, I mentioned earlier that you got some video game stuff going on, and I know yeah. Leo. Um, Leo, somebody that uh, you introduced me to, and, mm-hmm. and um, I know Genius a little bit. Uh, evil, uh, y'all call. Yeah. Um, what uh, what do you got going on over there exactly? Explain explain what y'all are up to. So uh, we all you know stream. You know we started doing this stuff, you know, during the pandemic, you know, I feel like, you know, we're funny dudes. I know that I'm funny, you know? So I'm like, Uh why don't we just play games and just, you know, bullshit and shoot the shit. So a lot of times in our stream, you know, we're playing apex legends, but you know, you you have your certain apex 
players that are, you know, more like they are serious. And that's that's cool. Oh, like, I'm that's serious. Cool, I'm yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's you can, serious. You can, you can at me. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. He's serious. <laughs> but some and, and that's cool. Like sometimes yep. I like being serious too, but a lot of times I like just jo- dropping in a game. Like, you know, if I smoke and I'm chilling, like I just want to go in there and just have fun because Apex is one of those games where it's like you can just pick up and, and like have a lot of fun. Even if right. you're not really a gamer, like give someone octane and have them drop, you know, solos. They'll probably have fun just running around, not even shooting. Right, just stemming and shit. Yeah. So um so we go on there, you know, we we uh we tell jokes, play Apex, you know, a lot of uh younger guys come into our uh stream and sometimes in the party and you know we we uh spit knowledge, you know, kick a little game, you know, we know that we're OGs and stuff like that, you know. So yep. we just, you know, just have a good time over, you know, over at Twitch and um, just streaming Apex and just whatever, whatever at the moment makes us a uh, happy, fun. It might right now it's definitely Apex because season, you know, the next season's about to start and, you know, Titanfall 2 has been getting played a lot too. So Yeah, I was going to ask you if you're looking forward to the new season. Oh, yeah, man, man, they, they finally fixed Loba. So I'm, I'm definitely. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I've seen some footage of it and her oh, yeah? recently. It, it it definitely that's what I wanted it to do from the beginning. I'm kind of disappointed about the them uh, cooling down her uh, her ultimate thirty seconds, but that's nothing the ultimate accelerant can't fix. So, right. So I'm cool. Yeah. So um, you know, to the people that's listening, if you want to check us out, I am at Twitch TV forward slash Patrick Pryor. Uh, evils at uh, twitch.tv slash evil genius. Genius is spelled J E A N Y I S. Not the most genius move, but we'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Leo is at uh, twitch.tv forward slash N Y Y's S all together. So, yeah, we just be over there, you know, kicking it, man. You know, we're a little bit older now. So, I know my hand and eye coordination is kind of slipping me a little bit. Right. So, you know, and, and, you. and I play with my kids, you know, like Apex has brought like both of my sons together and we'll yep. get and run, you know, trios and stuff like that. And I let them carry me and, you know, I let them <laughs> the guys to get the 17, 1800 damage. I just, let me just do 200 and throw down a black market. I'm good. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be the first to admit I when um, again, to, to foreshadow another segment coming up with Pete, um, I talked to him a little bit about Apex, and I mm-hmm. uh, and I air out some of my grievances about the, oh, man, the current rank system. The yeah. the rank system is it's just broken. Like that's all I'm going to say for now. Um, just just stay locked and and hear why. But it's yeah, it's just um, I don't know. It's just it's just messy, and uh, and so that drives me crazy. And uh, it's crazy because I like playing with y'all, but I'll be honest, like it's it's uh it's hard for me yeah, it's to a little frustrating y'all. i know no, no 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 but let me explain why though because because the reason why is because i'm not used to playing video games with people who don't care like mm. like even like my girl like she cares like she like right. she will get upset like she'll get mad she rages like she's not crazy but she rages um like my boy my boy fuse mm-hmm. like again he's he's uh he's gonna be on the show at some point on the show sounds mad cool everything's chill <laughs> on the game forget it like he will he will he will leave quick he will say fuck it like he's he's about it you know what i mean yeah i'm not used to playing with people that 
that don't care. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's not a knock on y'all. That's just me and my competitiveness, I guess, yeah. or the people that I'm around and shit like that. It's no, just, you know, no, it's, it's cool you because, know? you know, like I, you know, I still play SOCOM Combined Assault, which is a PlayStation 2 game that came right. out in 2006. So I play this every night still. And it's so many guys on there that still competitive and they like, you know, you know, it's, a, you know, it's, you know, I call it the dick measuring contest. Oh, I was right. number one when I was, and I'm like, bro, right. it's 2021, dude. The stats <laughs> don't even count anymore. There's no, like, we're playing on private servers, man. Like, this shit don't matter to me. I'm, ha I'm just happy to play the game. Right. And I know that comes with age. Like, you know, now I'm just, no, I'm at the point, you know, I'm, I'm 36. So, like, now I'm just like, man, I love. I love playing games and yeah, I was competitive. Like I, I used to hate fucking losing, but now I'm just like, all right, well, fuck it. Like if we come in third in apex, all right, fuck it. Shit. That was, shit was Pat, close. Pat, what's wild is I'm older than you and these mm -hmm. randoms and fucking apex set me off, bro. Like Man. if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the, the ranks, the broken rank system and the randoms, yeah. I, it's not, I can't even blame the randoms. I blame, I blame the broken rank system, but, but either way they, I, I, I lose it. I can't, I try to hold it together yeah. and I'll do it for like three games or whatever. But eventually when I'm losing minus 36, because my team can't do anything, I'm talking about nothing. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if we drop in the middle of nowhere and we loot up first, or if we drop in the middle of two teams and try to third party, they don't, they can't do shit. And, and it's not their fault. It's because they haven't been trained to, right. to do right. so. They don't know what they're doing. That's so, why. Yeah. Go ahead. That's why what? No, that's why I think them having like solo queue is like the best thing ever. Like, right. let me just go out there. You know, like I've had some of my best games just going out there, you know, yep. Yep. solo and duos or whatever, you know. So, yes, yeah, it's definitely difficult. And I've definitely pulled my beard out a couple of times running with <laughs> with uh, randoms. But then I just got to a point. I'm just like, man, like. Like I have homies, right? Just like right. you that 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 play like competitive that you know they're trying to get the pred, they're in platinum yep. diamond, you know. Yep. And and at first I was like that too. Like I still play ranked a little bit, but like then I started thinking I'm like, man, like I'm gonna put all this time into this shit and the only thing you I'm gonna get, get for it is just a, a fucking like light trail. <laughs> when right. i jump you know and i'm yep. just like I'm, well you know why you, let me let me just break down for the listeners i guess and for yourself real quick right. why that light trail matters is because when you jump if you have that light trail on you um and you go to a to a place uh if it's you leo and evil mm -hmm. you're nobody's gonna drop with you that's true you, yeah because you have like, the light yeah. trail and they'll see you with the light trail and they'll go somewhere else because they don't want to drop with predators Right, right. That's true. so. That's yeah. why it matters. Like it's a very small thing, and like it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it matters, but it does because yeah. When because like you got to think, that's the reason why when you don't have the light trail, the people with the light trail are hunting you out before you even fucking hit that the ground because they're like, yo, we're we're all clicked up. Let's go hunt for the people that don't have the light trails. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You see what I'm saying? So like, there's little things about the game that like I think are really smart for the way that they made them but they're executed really fucking poorly in the grand scheme of things. And they need to like, they need to fix it. They have to, because they want to be take, taken seriously as like a, like a ranked game yeah, and, yeah, or like a competitive sure. game. And it, the, the battlefield is tilted way too much. It just is. And nobody, nobody seems to want to talk about it. But. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll figure it out. We'll talk about it here though. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but uh pat i um i appreciate you taking time for uh for coming through and, oh no uh, for sure man for sure dropping gems yeah know for things. sure um definitely want to have you back on um definitely want to uh want to have leo and, and evil on also um, yes sir yeah we're on. trying to make that happen yeah talk some video game things and, and stuff like that um, yeah, but uh for now let the people know where they can get a hold of you and follow you and find you um if you have twitter you can find me oh at... hold on hold on not to cut you off but i just yeah. want to just just to flex for the people real quick uh we got this oh yeah oh yeah yeah a little bit of a little bit of music hold on but i gotta oh, turn it down a little bit just okay down just a little bit just, just okay there you go all right and now you're just gonna have to talk over this here we go boom all right. Let people know, Pat. So, if you have a Twitch, I'm at twitch.tv forward slash Patrick Pryor. If you have a Twitter, I am underscore Patrick Pryor because some dumbass named Patrick Pryor took my name 12 years ago and hasn't tweeted once, so I have to put an underscore in front of mine. Haters. Um, haters. Uh, if you have IG, I am Patrick.Pryor. And if you have any type of video game console, I am at Pat Pryor. <laughs> so it's pretty easy to find me and stuff like that. So uh, I use Twitter as entertainment. So don't take any of my tweets serious. A lot of them is just me tweeting high thoughts. It's no more whack producer. No more. That used to be my Twitter. That used to be my Twitter <laughs> name. No you know, more. Yeah. So now everything is my real name. My name is my name. Like Pusha uh, T said. That's funny. All right. Well, um, this is four things. Uh, we're not going anywhere. Um, like I said, lock in, uh, strap up. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a ride, man. We got. Um, we got some things. We got freehand profit coming up. Um, we got PD Pops coming up, and we got Tony Grants coming up. So uh, if you got anything you want to say, hit me up. Oh, one more thing. One more yeah, thing yeah. before I go. Yeah. Tokyo Ave new album is coming this, this year. We yep. got two videos we're about to drop in like two weeks uh, for Desire and No Mistakes. And uh, be on the lookout for a new Tokyo Ave production. Like the new shit that we're doing is fucking insane. It's probably the best music I've done in my life. There you go. Um, and I was going to say, if you want to say anything uh, to me at the show, you can hit me up. Um, four Things Podcast. That's uh, with an A. Four Things Podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you're funny, hit me up. If, uh, if, you got, uh, if you got songs, full songs, hit me up. We'll do some reviews at some point. Um, all types of things, man. I'm saying like the, the, the playing field is now open. I'm telling you, it's, it's about to, it's about to be a problem and I'm, I'm not just bullshit and I'm, I'm for real on this one. So, uh, like I said, lock in, we're going to be right back with y'all. Pat, I appreciate you. Let's try this again. Hey, yo, what's up, man? Well, I'm back at it. Getting back in the podcast game. A word? Okay, that's good to hear. Uh, what you thinking? What's the plan? Okay, hear me out. Four things. Mm -hmm. Four guests, four segments, four episodes per season. Okay, so that's 
16 things? Okay, that, that sounds dope. I'm gonna do that. Thanks, G. No. Holy shit. Listen to Mac Miller, motherfucker. Rest in peace, man. Four things, baby. Got a fire ass yesterday. And that's it. Um, you're back. My name's GM. I'm still here. Um, I didn't really go anywhere. Uh, but we do have another guest, though. Um, I'm going to bring the guest in right away. We've had some little bit of technical issues. Nothing, nothing crazy, but um, it's running a little bit late. I don't want to take up a ton of his time. I know that, um, you know, he's he's got things to do. You know, we all got things. So, uh, guests, what I'm going to do is, um, in typical Four Things fashion, um, I want you to tell the people who you are, what you do, why they may know you, or why you would want them to know you. Sure. So uh, my name is Gary Lockwood. I'm better known as Freehand Prophet. And for the last 10 years, I've been making one-of-a-kind masks out of highly coveted sneakers. Uh, and that's just the start. We're going everywhere. So It's got to be the shoes. Yeah, it's got to be the shoes. Exactly. Um, I, uh, first off, I appreciate you being on the show. What would you like? We didn't really cover this. What would you prefer to go by? I mean, your, uh, your handle's a little bit. You know what I mean? You can't really run it's, down. It's a little bit long. Yeah, I can't run down the road and be like, yo, free one profit. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Uh, you know, I, I usually let uh, folks kind of choose for themselves, uh, but I my favorite is just go by free. Lord, um, I respect it. I'm, I'm a big believer of call people what they want to be called. So it's one of yeah, especially in 2021, right? I realize I can take a little bit more claim to that. Yep. In in '95, people would look me looking at me a little weird if I was like, "Yo, call me free." Yeah, yeah. Now now it's like you could walk up to somebody and they'll be like, "Yo, call me XO slash XO," and you're like, "All right, I guess." Like, okay, like, yeah. <laughs> who am I? If, if, if that if that's gonna make you happy, yeah. Who am I to argue? Um, exactly. Hey, man, I uh, I appreciate you being on the show. First off. Um, I am I'm very happy to have you on. Uh, I got put on to your work by my boy, Ren One. Um, I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, very nice. Yeah, Ren hit me up and, and showed me your work, I think. Or he, he might have, it might have been the algorithm on Twitter. It might have been the algorithm, algorithm, uh, algorithm, sure. algorithming. Uh, and it might have just popped up. But either way, um, what you do is honestly for me it's like a perfect representation of what i love about this show and about the show that we previously did that i would incorporate kind of things whatever i feel like you are like uh you are the perfect artist for me to have on right now because when i try to explain to people what the show is i try to explain to them it's like um, like in the previous show that we did, it would be about vinyl, uh, vinyl art. It would be uh, producers, rappers, models, comedians. Uh, we had um, we had sneakerheads on. I mean, every like just everything. And people would say to me, "Well, what's the show about?" And I'm like, "All right, so it's take all the cool shit and put it into like one show. You know what I mean? That's the mm -hmm. show." And that's essentially what we're what what I want to do with this show 
And that's what I think with the, the you do with your uh, with your masks is I feel like it's like you take all the cool shit and you put it into something even fucking cooler. Man, I appreciate that. I do. Uh, you know, I think the, the masks have been a, a really interesting way for me to like explore a lot of what we we do think is cool and and what what how that makes up our identity. Um and, you know, as much as it's, you know, about masks and it's about sneakers, it's really about um, the stories that I can tell through those. Uh, and, you know, sneakers are just the medium. Uh, there's so many, there's so many different things that, that I can explore through that medium. I mean, it, honestly, you can, uh, you can tell because everyone has its own personality as much as it's, it uses its own, you know, its own sneaker model. Um, what I like to do is, uh, is for the people that are listening to the show right now, because we're not a visual show. Um, I, I want you to throw out a link so that people can go and check out what you do. Um, sure. And then that way they can kind of, you know, read along with us. Yeah, the easiest place to find me is freehandprofit.com, freehandprofit.com, F-R-E-E-H-A-N-D-P-R-O-F-I-T.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, it's freehandprofit there and on Twitter. Um, yeah, okay. it should, should be pretty easy to, to find the stuff there. Yeah, we'll do we'll do plugs and stuff like that at the end, like if you got anything new going on that you want to throw out there or anything like that. But I just, like I said, I want people out there um, – I know even as a podcast listener, I hate when they have somebody on or whatever. And like, if you're not familiar with them, you hear what they're saying. And you're like, oh, this sounds cool as hell. But I still have no idea what they're talking about. And they yes, haven't really exactly. told me where to go to, to, to check anything out. So, um, yes, yeah, I do like to get that out there. Um, I want to I want to talk to you about what you do style wise and stuff like that. But um, if you're a new listener to the show, um don't be surprised if we bounce around a bit and don't be surprised if we don't stick to the script. Like this isn't a, a normal quote unquote interview. I, I don't, I don't really like normal interviews. I think that they end up um, after if a artist has never really done a podcast interview interview before and they do a normal interview quote unquote afterwards, I feel like they get off and they're like, that was exhausting. And I just talked about a bunch of shit that doesn't really like I've talked about it a million times, even if it's just a friends or whatever. Um, so I don't really like to do that. I like to have the guest on and just kind of and just kind of bullshit. But there are some things that I wanted to talk to uh, to free about. Um, free, we got to start this off because, and I don't I don't want to lose listeners here. I don't know if I'm trying to gain listeners. I don't really want to lose listeners. You know what I mean? But I I have to talk about this, and I swear, sure, I am not I'm not doing the gaslighting thing. I'm not doing like the interviewer thing where it's like, so tell me about like, I'm not doing that shit. I really, really am interested in this, but somebody has to explain this to me and somebody has to break it down to me. And on, let me see if it. All right. Explain this to me like I'm a two year old. Okay. Because there's an element to this thing. I just cannot get through my thick head. Crypto punks. Uh, so, all right. I get that art is in the eye of the beholder. Uh-huh. And so I'm a collector for anybody that doesn't know, I'm a collector um, of vinyl toys and vinyl art. I, I have a few pops, but I'm not a pop guy. I'm a, I'm a Brant Peters guy. I'm a, um, 
uh, I, I'm a Luke Chu guy. Um, like I'm a I'm a vinyl art collector guy. So I can understand like that people can look at something that you own and not see the value in it, but you see the value in it. I can I have a really hard un- time understanding the value to CryptoPunks. And we haven't really talked about them on the show like that. And I know you're involved with um, with like the NFT world and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the digital art world and stuff like that. So I'd like for you to, if you could, um, I guess, explain this to me like I'm two years old. What 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 is the big deal behind CryptoPunks and why is Christie's Auction House doing this this auction? Man, I wish I had a clear-cut answer for you. Um, <laughs> I, I, I first want to point out that um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what it is that, that draws the value for CryptoPunks. Okay. Uh, and I may have some misconceptions, mm-hmm. but let me throw some of them out there, and, and, and maybe we can get to the bottom of it together. Okay. Uh, I believe... The simplicity has something to do with them being generated on the blockchain. Oh, so, so they're they're actually made by the like by the computers themselves or whatever. I generated. Think, I think. Interesting. I think. I think the artist slash developer slash coder, because I've heard this talked about in other aspects, but in a in a sense of. I'm taking this from CryptoPunks and doing it in a different way kind of thing. Right. Um, was that they coded a generator uh, for different elements that would make up these different characters. And certain characters are rarer. Like, if you end up with the CryptoPunk that has, and, I, and I'm just speculating here, spiked hair and a visor, uh, and it's a female... There could be only one of those. Right, right. Of course, it goes off a of rarity. That that I could exactly. Yeah, that I could understand. Yeah. I saw that with the uh, with the Christie's auction house. Again, people need to understand. Like, if, if you've never heard me before or whatever, I I know what the fuck I'm talking about with with some things, but just not everything. So, I know that there is a Christie's auction house auction going on, and I know that there in this collection there's an alien that's yes. the sought after. You know, the one. Right. And right. and that's the one that I guess people are trying to like collect together and band together to to try to score. The, right. And and I mean, if what you're saying is is that the blockchain made an alien instead of instead of people a or punk. instead of zombies, yeah, right. That's pretty fucking cool. Like that's I mean I can understand that. Um, I yeah, and I and I think if if it's not that it's something along those lines because uh, in the sense of um they and the reason they're going for so much is because they are the first to do it in right. a new art form. You know, Jackson Pollock wasn't the first to uh splash paint on a canvas, so. but he was the first to do it and make it an art form. And so whoever 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 the creative is behind the crypto punks, mm-hmm. uh whether it's an individual or a team, um they are kind of, you know, Christie's is, is putting their money on them being uh, or that this being the next art movement. And they are backing them as one of the 
major creations from this new art form, right. especially early creations. Um, uh, and like, I, I just want to no, point out too, you know, since we're talking about Christie's is, you know, folks are wondering why uh, Christie's and Sotheby's are getting involved with NFTs. But like, there's, there's literally two Netflix documentaries right now about art thefts. Right. Right. Uh, and, and fraud, uh, $80 million, mm-hmm. uh, being lost on, 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 um, plagiarized paintings. Yep. Um, so the idea of a more secure chain of custody and record and all of that is exactly what the, uh, fine art world needs right now. Um, so and I think that's, that's why NFTs, uh, and artists that are um, entering into this new form, um, really, there's so much potential there. And you know, with with that said, there's so much to figure out. But, right. Um, yeah, it's it's the wild west meets the fine art world right now. My uh, my biggest annoyance right now in the current state that we're in, and, and this is another reason why I was really looking forward to having you on the show is because so far out of the guests that I've had on the show, all been great guests, but nobody that we've really been able to talk about, you know, or like just nerd out on art shit or whatever. And like, I, I like to do that. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I, I can understand if what you're saying is, is that the value is in them being made on the blockchain. I could get that. I could get the rarity of it. Um, it's funny that you brought up Jackson Pollock because because uh, I I swear it's like you were listening to to my uh, my pre gaming because I was talking to somebody and I was saying I was like you know have you seen these crypto punks? I showed them and they go and they didn't really say anything. I go um, I don't know it's. I don't really, I don't really get it. I don't think. And, and, uh, and I go, yeah, I, well, that's like, you know, Van Gogh, like if you, you know, if you look at Van Gogh's, like they're not like great paintings or whatever to me, but people love them. And like, you know, I guess it's just like the value of, you know, of what you like or whatever. And sure. Um, sure. And you never know what's going to speak to you. Cause like, there's not a lot of, like, I enjoy making abstract art and I'm not against yeah. it. But there's not a whole lot that speaks to me. And surprisingly, like, I'm a Rothko fan. Yeah. And I don't know why. Right. <laughs> but, like, something hits. And I'm like, yeah. hey, look, he get, like, I, I'm with it. I'm like that. Like, that's cool. I'm like that with music. And I'm also like that with shoes where um, yeah. I'm, I would say – I don't know if I call myself a sneakerhead, like, right now because the it, – it's become such a task to keep up. And there's people out there that are way more dedicated than me. So I wouldn't call myself a sneakerhead because they're really fucking sneakerheads. You know what I mean? Um, But one thing about, uh, but I've always, I've always loved, uh, I've always loved sneakers. Um, When I was younger, uh, the first pair of, of like real kicks that I ever owned were like um, the Barry Sanders, the original, um, like the first Barry Sanders, like turf, uh, turf joints or whatever. Oh, classic. Yeah, love love those. And then um and then I was uh and then I I got the Iversons, the original um first questions with the with the blue yeah. uh, with the blue toes. And yeah, I love those too. Those were those were the most comfortable shoes. At that time when I got those, I had never worn, you know, shoes that were that comfortable before. And when I wore those, everything changed from then. Like from then on, I was like, I'm never looking back to cheap fucking shoes ever again. Yeah, I feel you. But then what I did though is 
I never got into the hype, like hype, uh, hype shoes. Like I never got into like, you know, there's something dropping on this day and I have to pick it up because there's only going to be X amount of pairs or because it's a, it's a certain person's name or whatever. I, I never got into that. Like the only way I got into that was if I actually, it's like what you're talking about where it actually spoke to me where I was like, yo, that is dope. And like, yeah. Honestly, bro, there's shoes that I have now. Like I have a pair of Air Maxes that are like brown and they're pretty much like they're they have like dark brown on the sides, they got like a light brown on the top and they got blue like the blue swoosh. And um when I wear those out, I'll have mad people be like, "Yo, those are dope." Like, "Yo, yo, where'd you get those? Yo, those are yo, those are." And I'm like, "I got these like fucking like over 10 years ago now and like i just kept up on yeah. them i kept them clean yep. and they're probably never gonna fucking really i have a houndstooth pair of nikes that are like silver and and like baby blue and they have like a um they have like purple and turquoise uh laces and shit like that i've been trying to find these shoes to to replace them and i can't find them like can't just can't yeah. find them and like and they weren't like yeah. a rare collectors like i found them in the mall when i was walking and and if anything the person i was with probably looked at me and was like yo why are you buying those and i was like i don't know they're dope like i just like them like they speak to me or whatever then when i wear them out all of a sudden people are looking at me like yo where'd you get yo those are Wait, yo. yeah I, it's always the pair that you don't expect like yep. you could you could spend some good money on a pair and be like yo these are hot everybody knows these are hot i'm gonna get mad compliments on these and you won't hear a peep. Yep. And I pull out some sleepers or just some joints that I've had for a decade. What's your What's your and, favorite What's your favorite joints to wear out? And 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 like you, they're usually sneaky. You know what I'm saying? Like you can usually get by and nobody notices them. But the one person that notices them, you're like, all right, you're cool. Um, I have to say, <laughs> excuse me, because I actually just did it uh, in reverse to somebody that I saw wearing yep. them. Uh, which are the uh, uh, Nike Atmos Air Max Light 2s. Okay. And uh, I was wearing the, their, they did, they dropped them in two colorways. There was a really bright colorway uh, that dropped in the US and ended up going on sale at the outlets. And then there was a, uh, like a black and multicolored way that was uh, Japan exclusive. Yep. And I scooped a pair of the Japan exclusive off the site back when you could actually order Nike from other countries. Right. Uh, and I wore them out to uh, Chicago for Complex Con, and I was just walking down the street. These kind of look like the what those, right? Like, like that's kind of like the vibe a on little them. Bit. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like kind of Excuse patchworky. Me. You know what I mean? Well, exactly. It's I it's like that. windbreaker patchwork. Um, I don't know if I'd wear them, but I dig it. Yo, they're so <laughs> comfortable. Oh, really? And, and, uh, uh, like I said, I was walking down the street in Chicago and, and this dude yelled out, uh, his, his, uh, explorer, like, yo, them shits is fire. <laughs> and like, just kept pushing. And, and, uh, just the other week, uh, actually it was, it wasn't even, uh, last week. It was this week driving down, uh, Western over here in Los Angeles. And, uh, I saw a cat wearing the U S release with the hat to match. Yep. And I, I actually, I, Saw the hat first because I got it too. You had to pay it back. Yo, I had to. I, I pulled up, <laughs> rolled the window down. I was like, man, 
the hat and the kicks is fresh baby Atmos for life and drove off. Like he, I'm sure he was just like, what the fuck? He's got to pay it forward now. He's got to pay it yeah, forward. Yeah, exactly. That's mad funny. Exactly. My favorite pair to do that with that I got are, um, are, are the Lance Mountains. The Oh, yeah. The, the black and, the, you know. Ones? Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, that's. I'll be honest. I never paid for a shoe um, aftermarket. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I wasn't. I'm not like strongly against it, but I'm just like, yo, I can't find anything. You never needed yeah, it. That yeah, bad, yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't find anything that I would really need that bad. And um, yeah. that was, I think, what came out that same weekend was a pair of um, 5150 uh, SBs that were camo, and um, uh, and and I got them. I got them from. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I got them from a bot. Um, and uh this is like five years ago and um yeah. and i got those and i think they might have came out the same weekend as these lance mountains and i didn't get the lance mountains i i i i i, I struck out on those and i'm a size fucking 13 and i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to uh, i was like there's no way i'm gonna be able to yeah. find these like i'm gonna have to pay aftermarket for these and and to me the concept of the shoe um the fact that they're the ones you know what i mean like they're, they're classics yeah. like and to be honest with you, I paid three fifty for them, and when I oh, you, that's a deal. Yeah, that's what I and that's what I thought. Like I thought that was you know I'm like this like this is a steal for what it is. And to be honest with you, the those shoes are so fucking quality. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like the qual like the quality yeah. of those shoes. They they did a great job with those. And the the funniest part about those shoes is free. I just I just beat them up. Yeah, like well, because and they look better. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's why I got them. It's because I was like, yo, if I'm going to pay $350 for any shoes, it's going to be mm-hmm. the ones that I'm supposed to beat up. And then that way yeah. they look dope and, and nobody can say nothing. And if, if somebody says to me, yo, if somebody sees them and they're like, yo, those are the Lance Mounds, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it is. And I'm fucking wearing them. Like, wear your dope shit. Yeah. Like, don't, shit. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't put that shit in a glass case or whatever if it's if it's supposed right. to be on your feet and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm really excited about uh moving into a new body of work because you know with the sneaker masks uh i almost always use a dead stock pair of sneakers because mm-hmm. you don't want even if it's your own used pair of sneakers you don't want used sneakers up to your face you want that brand new stuff right like right um and also you know with with when i started out it was about making that sacrifice and like it was about proving that uh, what I was doing was worth more than a brand new pair of sneakers, right? Regardless of the sneakers, which is ballsy, man. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's it, it was just out here cutting up kicks. Yeah, and, I mean, I started small though. To be fair, <laughs> I, I started on some like twenty dollars SB blazers, so you know, and and even even that like retail price, like now now we think about like like what kicks go for and it's like six seven hundred dollars easily for a hype release you know the really hype releases are going for thousands how many kanye's have you chopped up oh man okay so uh i've chopped up the yeezy two four times and i do not have a pair so that's like the one that hurts the most because i really like i actually really like that designer's work um i want to say it's nathan van hook Mm -hmm. Um, he also did the free orbit SP twos, okay. um, which, you know, that, uh, that pyramid pattern on the red Octobers, yep. um, is 
larger scale on those pre-ordered SB2. So I picked up some of those just because I was like, ah, like what he's doing. <laughs> right. Um, and because you had to you had to get something, right? Did you get it before yeah, or after exactly. the, the Kanye's? Uh it was it was after. Yeah. It was after yeah. because um I was in I was in Virginia at a um conference for uh hereditary spastic paraplegia um when the 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 easy twos dropped on Nike and I was on hotel Wi-Fi oh. and uh, I had, I had the platinums in my cart ready to check out and Wi-Fi cut out. Oh. And I was just, I, uh, like, it still haunts me. Cause like, I, can tell. I keep going, okay, you know, I, I, okay, no problem. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make a mask, get a little bit ahead, sell, sell that mask and, and that's gonna that's gonna be my budget for buying a pair of Yeezy twos. I, I still can't do it. I still can't do it. And let me tell you, you know, we're talking about paying resale for kicks. Like the ones that I've spent the most money on mm-hmm. have not proved a worthy investment. But like those GRs, those those regular releases that you pick up that nobody really cares about that you take care of for a few years. Yep them shits really can can uh increase in value like i i have an addiction to air max especially 90s yep um, that's the ones that i'm and, talking about the ones that the ones that i was talking about the brown ones that i got it's the same yeah. i'm telling you people see them and they light up <laughs> they're like yo where'd you yep. get those like, when those release yeah, exactly I'm like nope exactly. forget it exactly I'm like for, you know i got i got pairs that i pick up for like 80 dollars on sale and you know three four years later that folks are are offering three four hundred dollars for them and it's like ah, am i gonna do it no i i don't know that's it's hard for me to part with air max anything else i'm like yeah let's i've i've worn it a few times send it off to the next collector or next next person to wear right um but especially in my 90s i have a hard time parting with those like that's that's the ones that i really collect collect you know all the other stuff i appreciate now and like there's there's I still have a collection of uh, what I call my, you know, my hip hop inspired kicks. So like, you know, rapper collabs and, you know, De La SBs S-dots? and MF. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead. Like you got the, you got the S-Dots there? Those, the S-Dot cards? Uh, oh man. That actually, I need, I need those. I had them back in the day. Yeah. The G units and the uh, S-Dots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was the S-Dot guy. Cause I've always been a Jay-Z fan and like, like I don't have anything. Everyone takes this the wrong way. I don't have anything against fifty, yeah. but I'm not a fan. Right. Like I, I don't think it really held up to time. Right. Like anytime they're celebrating an anniversary, I'm like, eh, <laughs> what have you done for me lately? But, uh, you know, but again, you know, I, I recognize that's my own personal taste. And no, I don't, that's I don't, no, that's, I don't, I don't hold it against them. That, look, everybody gets way too. Um, way too up in arms about about little shit now and I'm, this isn't this has nothing yeah. to do with like cancel culture or anything like that this just has to do with people taking shit way too you know the other day i had this crazy interaction on twitter um this this was nuts uh i don't like twitter anymore um i liked it i liked it before um i've been on twitter for a long time now like like 10 years or whatever. i liked it in the early days uh what happened was a bunch of these motherfuckers from facebook came over and now all of a sudden you can't have a conversation or you can't say something to somebody on Twitter and just get like one reply. Now you get 
12 replies, retweets, likes over dumb shit, over, over shit that like, it, it's just like a, a fleeting thought, which is what Twitter's supposed mm-hmm. to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so like this one, the other day, I'm not an, I'm not an asshole. Like I'm, I, I might, I might come off kind of asshole-ish on Twitter or whatever, because people just irritate me and I have no problem with just like laughing at it just dumb people like you can laugh at me if you think i'm dumb like i said some i've said some dumb shit on the show i'm sure i'll say some more dumb shit um we all have moments right yeah i don't really care but don't don't go and like harass me over my dumb shit like don't hit me up like 10 times over the dumb shit i said or whatever like then you start to get weird and stalker like and like that's that's where it starts to cross the line like i can take criticism but don't don't come at me bro you know what i mean like that like that's a that's a different kind of thing so I saw this dude the other day on Twitter and like a, a random somebody mentioned about how there's a football player now that um, is being paid in Bitcoin. What he's actually doing is he's taking his salary, which is like nine hundred thousand dollars. And when they get the salary in, they convert it to Bitcoin like they they're they're basically. And, and that was the story, you know, and uh-huh. there's been another football player that did this. Um, he, he plays for like the, um, the Seahawks, I think, or. I don't know, um, something or the Panthers. I think I think he plays for the Panthers, and sure. he did the same thing. And supposedly, from when he got paid, which was like he it, it, it was, uh, I don't know, a year ago or whatever, when he got paid, he got paid like thirty-three million dollars or something. Now that's like sixty-something million dollars, and it makes him like the highest-paid player in the league per uh, right. per dollar or whatever. And, um, and at the time, everybody was like, yo, this guy's crazy. Why would you do this? Um, you know, Bitcoin's not even a real thing, you know, blah, 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 all that type of shit. Just the, the typical criticism of Bitcoin. But this guy right. went out. This guy just doubled his salary. I mean, you can't yeah. you can't argue against it. You can, That's a huge win. Yeah, I'm saying, like, just like just respect it for what it is and learn something. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, yeah. like, you don't have to be a dick about it. So, like, I see this dude, uh, this dude with the $900,000, he's doing the same thing. Somebody comments in the thread and they're like uh yo um they're like this is uh this is a bad move um bad bad strategy this is not going to work for him uh you know he's going to lose his whole salary blah 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 you know real critical about it and so if he's only investing half how would he lose his whole salary well that's no i think he was i no no i think they were saying he's oh. investing his full thing like his full 960,000 oh, oh, lose all of it yeah that's what this guy's thinking is that you know and and obviously the dude that that does it from what i saw i'm pretty sure like he's he's like a fucking financial dude like he's not one of these like knucklehead nfl players he's like a guy who went to school and and now understands economics and shit and this is what he's choosing to do with his with his salary and um, and so it leads me to believe he probably doesn't need that nine hundred thousand dollars like that. He he probably has some other money and shit. He's all right. He's okay. Why are we yeah. even talking about this? Why are we counting this guy's money? So, yeah. this so this guy makes this comment, and and I look at his profile picture, and it just I just happen to see it, and it's like a. The guy, the guy, all right, I'll say it. The guy looks kind of funny. He just looks kind of funny. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, like, make fun of him and blah, blah, blah. I, I just thought he looked kind of funny or whatever. But on top of that, the, the comment that I made was, um, me in 2010, uh, hey, I think I should invest all of my money in Bitcoin. I don't know. Uh, did you ask your financial advisor? Me my financial advisor and it just showed uh and it showed like the guy like i used yeah i used the guy's picture you know so so like 
Again, I'm not being a dick. I didn't say like, yo, you're funny looking. Yo, you're like, ha ha ha, look at you. Like, I didn't do any of that shit. All I did was no, point honestly, out the guy is the guy. Like, he's his picture. You know what I'm saying? Not only that, but you you said like, if no matter who reads that tweet, right? Like, he's saying that you shouldn't do that. Yeah, right? exactly. And in, if you had done that in 2010, that would have been a huge win. So, it, like, oh, it doesn't even have anything to do with looks, it's, but it's, it Like, you can go there, and if that's where he thought you took it, then that's where his insecurities lie. Well, exactly. And then he replies to me, and he's like, hey, you don't need to make this personal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I didn't make it personal. Like, I used your picture. Like, you are you. Like, I didn't, like... Like, I didn't put your picture up there. I didn't dig for, for like, personal family photos on Facebook or whatever. Like, I just pointed right. out the it's fact. It's your main profile image. Yeah, I just pointed out the fact that yeah. you are the guy that in 2010 would say, don't invest in this. And yeah. you're still that guy now. You're, like, you haven't yeah. learned a fucking thing. Like, you're not going to learn anything right. tomorrow. Like, you've obviously made up your right. mind about this. And you're fucking wrong. Like, we've now proven from enough people that have made money off of altcoins, Bitcoin, fucking crypto in general, um, the, the, you know, crypto punks, whatever. Ethereum is a motherfucker. Exactly. Like, like, you can move the money to your bank account and then you cash out and that's it. And so if it doesn't, like, what is this guy's issue? Why would he even jump in? Yeah. And then people start, um, sure, you know, I got a bunch of likes on it or whatever. You know, I'm not worried about, you know, it's whatever. But then, it, like, random people are jumping in and they're like, oh, well, I'm going to make sure never to check out your shitty podcast about vinyl art and vinyl and vinyl records and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, get over that, it, bro. Just, it, yeah, that's like that's like just a basic ass play. Like, And that's why a lot of people have uh, uh, private profiles because they want to be able to talk their shit without having anybody call them. Oh, I, I, you know what? I mute you know and block. I, mean? I mute and block. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I won't lie. I mute and block. Like, my, there's too many people in the world to waste your time on that it, because yep. it, it never goes nowhere. I've been, you know, I've been, I've been engaging with the trolls since 2010, and like, in an effort to like, okay, if I, if I keep it cordial and like try to explain what I'm doing. I can at least nope. give them the chance to understand. And you know what? Sometimes sometimes I went out. Right. You know? Is it other worth times, the other times I'm though? Just waste. I I don't I don't know. Like because I don't know how much of me is just jaded as fuck. And what like, kind of criticisms I, I, do you get from these trolls though? Like what I mean, your shit's dope. Like what what, what could they possibly the, the classic one is you're wasting sneakers. Oh. Uh wow. now it, this is this is so funny because I did not hear anyone complain about this for the ten years that I was doing it, and now I'm I'm making a switch and I'm making new work, um, out of used sneakers that's actually like taxidermied animals, right? Right. And uh, crazy, like it. And I'm I'm so excited about the new work, and it seems like my audience is too. It's getting more traction, breaking the algorithm that's been like not doing anything for me lately right. doing better numbers but uh someone hit me up was like you're wasting you're wasting sneakers and and uh in a way that like those could have oh you should have been giving them to poor kids like, or something 
Yeah, well, and like I've heard that argument before, but this person was like so mad that like I'm into new sneakers and that I would like also then like I it was it was so baffling because it was from an it was it was she was trying to be from an anti-consumer eco-friendly right I, I already like, I already know. and I get that some of that is laced into the work mm-hmm. um but also with like you know it, it's shades of gray because I I love sneakers I also know that collecting them isn't good for the environment that's why like you know, I took it with a grain of salt when people are complaining about the environmental impact of NFTs because a lot of that is alarmist writing on yeah. various sides of the aisle, mm-hmm. um, and you know it just gets it gets so tied up um, and and unnecessary. But I'm like, I'm literally making the switch to repurposing used sneakers that people don't want to wear anymore. And now I'm getting this criticism from the audience. I'm like, I'm already, I'm already a step ahead. But but and that was just one person standing up. The majority of the people were upset that I started painting the sculpture, which was the plan all along. Uh, I w- that's why I started with used sneakers so that I didn't feel bad painting them, and why I used so many different sneakers and different. Why do people care so ways. much? Um. Like just in you general, know, they have what? their expectations, and yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm not I'm not 100 sure. And like to to be honest, I I struggle with it all the time because, um, the expectations on me are not like I, I'm just not the type of person to like not have them affect me. They they affect me greatly. So I'm- like every move I make, I'm like, I know how this is going to be perceived and I have to make every decision very purposefully. I'm, I'm going to show you how much I, um, I understand the feeling that you have uh, in regards to this. I, I, have this. I have this loaded for the show. Maybe you people are better off without me. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like, that's really how I feel sometimes. It's like, look, I'm trying, man. Like, yeah. like even with the show, like, uh, I know people are going to have their criticisms. Like I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, it's like, it's fine. I don't expect everybody to love it. Like I've, I've done, um, hip hop music for a long time. So I'm used to criticism and shit. Like I'm used to people, you have, you're going to have people that like you. You're going to have people that don't like you. You're going to have people like what you do. You're going to have people that don't like what you do. Um, I'm, I'm okay with all that kind of stuff, but at the same time, it gets really tiresome when you're trying to do something cool for people or like you're trying to like add something different to uh, like a like a grander scheme or whatever like you see a vision that you feel like other people might not yeah i like to i like to say uh, as a creative as an artist as somebody who's building a community you need to be a sponge in order to you know learn and engage with that energy from your audience and there's no way to filter out the negative people who are never going to be a part of your audience versus the people who are there for you and the people who maybe just don't understand and could be there for you if you just kind of led them along a little bit um i always think about uh, soundbite from uh, Benicio del Toro in uh, the Basquiat film, uh, where he's talking about once you get famous, you got to keep making the same stuff, otherwise they'll be mad at you. 
Right. Which they'll be mad at you anyway. Right. Like, it's one of my favorite scenes probably in any film ever because it, it just sums it up so well. It's like, okay, I have to keep doing what I'm known for, but I also have to do stuff new. Mm-hmm. And no matter what I do, they're going to be mad, but I have to make them happy in order to survive. Like, that's that's essentially what I what I had the issue with when we did the podcast before. We stopped doing the podcast pretty much. And then when we stopped, I I wanted to do something. Like the reason why we stopped is I had a co-host and then the co-host left the show. We, we, we're still friends to this day. Everything's cool. Um, but he just didn't want to really do the show anymore. And, uh, and that's fine. It took a lot of time, effort, energy, all that kind of stuff. And I tried to do the show without him. And I found that it just wasn't as fun for me. Like, like I enjoyed like the episodes that we did for what they were, who we talked to, stuff like that, the way that I did them. Um, I had like a, uh, I would have a co-host on and then I would have a, a, a guest on and the co-host would be somebody that was usually a fan of the guest and, or somebody that could work with the guest in some way. Like maybe they, they were around the same circles together, but they never really actually bumped into each other or something like that. And um, it would, it worked out well, but it wasn't, what I wanted it to be like, it it just didn't feel the same. And then I wanted to do a show after that, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I was like, whatever I do, people are going to want it to be like the show that we did. And I can't do that show because I don't have, I don't have my co-host. Like I can't do it. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't work the same. I was like, I'd have to figure out a different show and I don't, I don't want to push it. And with the way that podcasts are right now, like when we started off our podcast, we didn't even call it a podcast because we didn't know what the, we didn't know what to call it. Like in the first like two episodes or whatever, like we, we knew it was a podcast, but that was such an early stage of podcasting and putting your, your thing up on iTunes and and all that kind of stuff. We didn't really know what we were doing. Like we were just, we were just having fun with mics on and, and it worked, but then eventually I wanted to get back into it, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And then that's when I kind of like, it took four or five years now to come up with four things where I was like, this is something that I actually want to do. Like, this is something that I can, I can do a little bit of what we did before and what I brought to the show and what I, I think I, I was good at and I can work it with the guests. And then we're going to work in some, some segments, some bits, some skits, uh, comedy stuff or whatever here and there and give people basically a radio show that's, you know, a four hour podcast radio show with four guests and um and that's what it is that's what you know but eventually i had to slip into that and it took a while to do that you know what i mean right i definitely it didn't i love that and i get that too because you know things change and and you have to be able to let the work evolve and you know sometimes that's you know like for me going sculpting masks to sculpting animals you know, and it's with a f- similar material. So like, it's a little bit of an easier jump for people. But right. then when I started painting it, they're like, no, no, we're not oh ready for that. Stop. You know what I mean? <laughs> so really pushing the boundaries over here. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta like drop breadcrumbs yeah. or, you know, and, but, but to be fair, like a lot of that responsibility is on me because Video is key. Video would allow me to tell all of this so much better. Right. And I I just can't right now. Like, there's so much. Like, sometimes I can get myself to film it. Uh, but that takes so much more energy. Um, yep. 
and and distraction and makes me think about like you know i i don't mind being filmed but like having to having to set it up and uh, and then I, you got to edit it and all that, that stuff and render and the editing exactly it's, yeah i understand it's, it's, uh, it's funny because we had Jayzone. I don't know if you're familiar with Jayzone, the uh, the rapper producer. Uh, now he he does drums and um, plays funk and stuff like that. He was on the show and uh, he was talking about how now it's crazy because like you can't just be an artist. You have to be like artist, and then you have to be like customer service, and you have to be yeah. uh, like you have to be everything. Like you can't just like you can't have like a manager or whatever. Now that t- like back in the day, he was saying like when when in the nineties he would have a manager that would just handle a bunch of shit, but you can't, you don't really have yeah. that anymore. He's like, I spend half my day just filling orders. That's, that's real shit. That's real shit. I, I was uh, actually doing some talks to high school art classes yesterday. Yep. And, you know, they always ask like, well, you know, what is, what does the day look like for professional artists? And I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm customer service. I'm shipping department. I'm yep. like, I'm where I wear so many hats, sending out pens and shirts and stuff. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like, you know, uh, photographer, graphic designer, like every every bit of this. Like, I'm get, I'm making sure that the 3D printers are running uh, properly, and uh, it just it it never stops. Like, I, I'm you know maintenance guy on 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 equipment and yeah if something breaks you gotta then take the trip out to fix it and all that so like get whatever um, you need and all that kind of stuff and set you back a day or months uh, <laughs> months <laughs> trying to get these printers back up and especially running. lately uh, yeah and like every now and then i hear them click a little bit different I'm like what's wrong mm. you know like don't don't do it to me and the 3d but, printers are real are real finicky right uh you know I have mixed luck, but I don't know how much of that is user error. Right. Because um, when it goes right, it's like, oh shit, this is nice. Right. But uh, what are you three? It, what are you three D printing over there? Uh, right now, I'm printing a uh, actually. So excuse me. I mentioned I'm sculpting uh, animals out of used sneakers. Right one of the other things i'm doing is you know so I'm, I'm i'm sculpting a big coyote piece and i'm painting it uh in like a floral camouflage um as if it were to be hiding and, and luring prey in like a, a field of flowers this is what this like fox coyote creature would would be with like a pink face and a pink tail but like a green body so it could hide right uh in that same kind of realm, uh, I I like to give something to the folks that like I know they'll latch onto and understand. Like it's not just from it's a little bit of fan service, right? Right. So the other thing I'm making is uh, Pikachu's out of Jordan threes that I've worn. So I call them three Pikachu's, and okay. the first one's almost done, uh, and I'm 3D printing a base. Uh, so that um, it, it kind of looks like it's leaping, and I want it to be just held up by a uh, clear acrylic rod. Um, but my first collector who, who bought this piece is overseas, so I need to be really conscious about 
uh, weight of this like final stand. Like right, the piece right, right. Way too much, but like I don't want to ship an eight pound base. Yeah, right. Like yeah. so, um, I'm 3D printing this hollow um, rock that'll have uh, has a, a slot for the the acrylic rod uh, post, and then underneath it's got a threaded cap, uh, and you can fill it with sand. To add that weight whenever it gets to where it's going. That's good thinking. So, yeah, I got one printing the the display base for the first uh, three to two sculpture, and then the other printer is printing um, the next uh, armature for uh, three to two two. So, <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, how much do uh, do one of those go for? Uh, these first ones are in the range of like about two to 2,500. Okay. And I meant to ask you this before with your mass, how much, how much do those usually go for? Uh, depending on, there's kind of like tiers to the mass work. Yeah. Um, I'd say the base models are in the, you know, the 5,000 range. Uh, then, you know, the more cutting edge stuff is, is 10 grand. Um, and then I have a few collectors that really want it to just keep going bigger and bigger and that's when we're talking about like suits of armor and lights and uh you know smoke and all that type of stuff uh then we're talking about like 15 grand is, is kind of like the cap the top not to put you on the spot but to put you on the spot um who's your most famous collector um okay so i always i always get get stuck here because i I, I love all my collectors, but my best collectors are just kind of everyday folks. I that, believe it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm saying most uh, famous. Yeah, most famous, I would say, okay, so Kevin Durant has a mask that that's he had dope. me make out of his uh, Doran Becker 10s. Uh, that's the uh, yeah, Becker KD10s, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, Everlast is a... That's um, dope. Uh, repeat supporter, which you know always means means more to me. Um, yep. He's got a pretty impressive collection. Uh, Method Man has a mask that I made out of Air Force Ones for him. Okay. Um, there's a really good uh, uh, animation of the story of me giving him that mask uh, on YouTube. If okay. you uh, just look up. Uh, the come up or sneaker inc s-n-k-r i-n-c uh or if you just look up free and profit method man it'll probably come up uh that, that it's a real they animated it it's it's hella funny actually the animator oh. went on to go to work for um tuca and birdie which was uh i think it was a netflix animation i i, I love the show i just don't remember what streaming service had it yeah um i'm trying to think of other other famous collectors uh you see the uh the method man nft situation that was out uh with concrete jungle oh yeah 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 those are I'm, dope, I'm right? a huge concrete jungle fan yeah honestly. yeah but i've been working to get him on the show and and he's he's tough because i think he's one of these like i don't have anything to say i don't i'm not going to be good on the show like i don't want to you know what i mean like he's not a jerk by any means like he's a, he seems like a cool cat no super super humble just kind of kind of quiet yeah, just quiet. That, yeah exactly quiet. right yep I would love to do that, but I'm like, I don't think I would get anywhere because I still don't self-market enough. So, like, uh, I mean, but his work really does. Yeah, he's killing it with those Wu-Tang uh, statues right now. Man, I, 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 
have regretted missing his run the jewels drop yep. for so many years. Um, yep. And and I was actually following him before that because I think I saw him at uh, Designer Con uh, for some of his Frank pieces where like it was the dog and the like yep. the Venom or the Magneto mm-hmm. and uh, I this I've been meaning to collect more of his work. Uh, I have the I have the Ghostface piece in in black and yellow. Ah, lucky. Uh, and I, I, I wanted to get just you know the whole roundup, but I. Yep. Honestly, I don't have enough space. Yeah. You know, I'm in a one-bedroom apartment, and since COVID, uh, I have my um, printers in the apartment again. So, like, that's a whole – it's like having roommates, you know? Right. <laughs> it's a bunch of kids running around. Exactly. Um, yeah, one thing I, – I wish Concrete Jungle um, uh, would – I wish they would do a, a Mac Miller one. We started off the show with the, with the Mac Miller Ooh. joint. I, like I feel like that would be a perfect like uh, like a perfect joint. Like if he if he could contact yeah. the estate or you know whatever the situation. I feel would like be. the estate would have to reach out to him, but like yeah, with possibly. all the all the you know success they're having with the Wu Tang joints, I can't imagine. Uh, and it's the bummer is is that he actually beat me to Ghostface because uh, I made the Ghostface extra butter mask and I. Um, had an illustration done by um, Chris B. Murray, which I don't know uh, if you know his work, but he's a really talented illustrator as well. I'll have to check um, him out. Tag me on, uh, on on the Twitters if you can, if he's if he's. Around. I will. I will. Um, and uh, just absolutely incredible work. And and once I had the illustration in, I I sent it off to the homie that works with Ghosts, and I was like. I really, I really want to do this as like an official released figure, and they're like, oh, "We're already in the works with Concrete Jungle." I was like, "Say no more. That yep. shit's gonna be fire." Yeah, Like he was like, I was literally like, "That's who I wanted to get on board with this project." If you said yes, so like whatever, I'm not involved. Right. Maybe I'll just like custom 3d print my own like <laughs> at least you know it's gonna at least you know it's gonna get done right you know what i mean exactly exactly yeah, yeah. i didn't want it to be no weak shit no uh, and it's not it's fire so yeah. like you know I, I i love uh seeing other folks win when it, it is so deserving like uh, complete 1000 percent agree I, I followed them for like five years now or whatever from the same figures you were talking about the uh, the venom figure and, and stuff like that and so yeah. i'm very familiar with his work and when i saw he was doing this stuff i was like that's crazy like these are like these are insane and then like when you see the I, amount of work that he puts into them and all that and it's nuts we we talked about um doing a collab at one point and, and i think it's the balls in my court i need to get some things in move on that thing man I know. I tell you, look, there's not enough time in the day. My apprentice yeah, right. pointed out I need a hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball <laughs> in order to get all this shit done. Um, you had uh, you had mentioned a word earlier that I, this is a we're gonna get out of here uh, in a little bit, but I wanted this is the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on uh, before we get out of here, I guess. Um, and and you can say whatever you want. I might catch some um, you know some flack for this or whatever, um, but it's something I, I did want to I, I wanted to bring up. Um, with uh with with nfts being hot right now and and everything uh one thing that i'm starting to see a lot of is the word community and for me personally when i see the word community 
it's usually a red flag for me. And the reason why is because I came up in a hip hop community, quote unquote, where mm-hmm. you were told that you had to pay your dues, you have to carry crates, you have to plug in mics, you have to mm-hmm. run the door, you have to put together the show, you have to do all that shit. But at the end of the yep. day, everybody's going to be there for you because you're a community. Well, mm-hmm. not everybody was there for me as, as part of the community. I, I did my part uh, with carrying crates, booking shows, you know, all that kind of stuff, drove to pick people up, drop people off, you know, all that shit. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, because I'm, uh, one thing I'm not is I'm, I'm not a big drinker. So in the scene that I came up in, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the rappers were big drinkers. And I wasn't. Uh, and I think that, that that affected my 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 play in the community. Now I did everything else, but I didn't I didn't play well in that aspect, I guess. You know what I mean? They looked yeah, at me that, differently or whatever. They didn't like that. I get so, that. I get that. And it's relatable for me too, because before I went into uh, you know, making art full time for myself, that's why I spent ten years uh in the music industry as management go. as working the merch table yeah so you, so you know what i'm talking about like you do everything all to make that one person shine yeah and and, and that and then like that one person turns around and like they don't really like they don't accept you as part of the community or those 10 people or whatever but everybody else kind of does but they don't and then you get to the point where you're like yo we're yelling out community and shit but like i don't really feel community so then we did the the podcast and this is later on you know i you know, I did the podcast again. Um, the whole reason why I wanted to have artists on the show was because I started to look around and I would realize that there wasn't a lot of interviews with artists that a lot of the artists that I collected, like I said, Brant Peters, Luke Chu, um, you know, like all these great vinyl artists, they didn't really have a, a place to, to put their voice or whatever. Like I couldn't find anything where it was like actual interviews, getting to know them as a person or whatever. So I was like, yo, we should have them on our show. Like they, like they would be, um, they, they put out this great work, you know, blah, blah, blah. My co-host didn't know anything about the art world. Absolutely nothing. I was getting into it myself um, pretty early, but, but that's what made it fun is I could explain to him what was going on. We could get his view on stuff from like a non-artist perspective and stuff like that. Everything was cool. Right. But again, I started to get these emails and this kind of goes back to like what you were talking about earlier about not making people happy where, I got like the biggest thing for me and I can talk about it now because I, I don't give a fuck. Like I, we put up these shows and we got contacted by kid robot and Frank over to kid robot hit me up and was like, Hey, um, I actually, I hit him up and I was like, Hey Frank, we just did a, a interview with, you know, so-and-so with Sam Fowl. I think it was, I was like, you know, if you want to put this up on kid robot, like, you know, it might be something for you guys, you know, you might be interested. In he replies back to me and says, um, Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to work with your show. Um, we uh, we heard bad things about what what you said uh, about people on on your show uh, from friends, uh, and then that was it, Frank. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean you heard bad things? Like, what bad things did you hear? Like, who to- who said anything to you? So I reply back to him and I say, Frank, um, I don't I don't know what you th- what you heard that we said that was so terrible. I mean, you know. Uh, you like if you look at your artwork yourself like you you do some pretty racy stuff um i don't i don't see how you could say that our stuff is any more racy than what you do and he goes oh, he literally dropped a blackface 
Flintstones NFT. Thank so, you. Like... He, 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 bro, he just dropped a fucking um, uh, a Clockwork Orange thing that says uh, rape, violence, uh, rape, ultra violence, and Kid Robot or some shit like that. And I'm like, yeah, what the? Like, again, I, I love Kid Robot's products, and I have nothing against Frank personally. This is not a personal thing. This is. I know he seemed nice enough when I met him, but like, I these some of these moves are got me like. You know, I don't know if I can support this. That's like, something that I really can't get behind. Yo, we had so many Kid Robot artists on our show, bro, and we had sponsors from from people that that would sell vinyl toys, and we would make commercials that would that were centered around a Kid Robot release, and 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 nobody nobody was doing that shit. These people weren't out there supporting Kid Robot like that at five years ago or six years ago or whatever. Nobody was doing a podcast for Kid Robot, so. We, we were doing these things because we I enjoyed the product and because we had a sponsorship and I enjoyed the sponsorship. I enjoyed Strange Cat Toys. Like, everything's cool. But my thing is, yeah. I said to Frank, what's going on here? What's the issue? You know, what did you hear? And he replied back to me and he said, again, I didn't hear it. Somebody told me what was what was on the podcast. That's that's all. That's all I can say. Uh, we can't work. We can't work together in the future. And I was like, "All right, well, fuck this then." Like, like we just we put out all these hours, we put in all this work to talk to these people, give them platforms. What what am I doing? This isn't a community. Like, this isn't people trying to help out and and appreciate the help and blah blah blah. Frank was on our show, and then when he had an employee that was on our show that said something that he didn't like, he threatened to fire him because he was on our show. Like, get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I'm, this isn't anti-kid robot. But what I'm saying is when I hear the word community, because that's, again, everybody, the vinyl art community, the community, the community. It be, yeah. It could be a red flag. Like, a lot of times, I think I think we mentioned this on Twitter, too. A lot of these things, oh, I might have lost you. No, you're good. I'm here. Okay, there you go. Uh, is, is, you know, these are these are things that can be used by manipulators and abusers. Uh, in order to maintain control. Right. Not saying it's not an ideal that we should work for, because I think that's something that um, I think we need to hold on to, like we have through hip hop community and 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 that sense. Um, but I I I I can totally commiserate with you because I, I as much as I feel like I found my audience, I don't know that I found my community. And while I'm trying to be a part of the NFT nft community and i appreciate the strong effort for positivity right um i'm an artist with depression yep i i don't feel that and if you're telling me that you don't want to hear my voice unless i'm having a good day then right if i'm talking about happy shit or talking positive about everything or right right exactly it's not I wish the world was sunshine and bunnies. Yep. It's not. I I can't pretend that it is. Like yep. and and you know, if you want to see me chipper, buy some of my NFTs. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's really I agree with yeah. you. Like it's the same Stop thing. spending millions of dollars on 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 like one square white pixel and throw it to somebody who's been putting effort and and has a little bit of a legacy behind the work um but that's not how it works and i need to um you know just keep just keep exploring and, and you know uh one thing i've learned is if you can't find the community 
then maybe you need to build the community. Well, I was just going to say, Free, I am, uh, I am extending the hand um, of community here. Um, this, is, this is why I wanted to bring this up, kind of, is because one thing that everybody that comes, <clears throat> comes through to the show, um, this, this is the same thing from the show before, that some of the reoccurring guests that we've already had on the podcast uh, this go-around, um, you are now part of, uh, part of this community. And uh, if, you, if you choose to accept it, um, it the offer is there. Um, anytime you want to, you want to come through and whether it be a round table, whether it be, um, you have something that you're dropping that you want to talk about that, you know, whether it's something that happened in your life that you want to talk about, if something's going on with you or whatever, um, I, the, uh, the, the four things podcast and the four things family community is, uh, is here. And, um, there will be no bullshit stood for in this community. This is not one of those. Um, everybody has to be happy things. And this is not one of those, um, you know, just, just say the word community and you're good. This is one of those things where after us sitting here chopping it up for, you know, for an hour or whatever, the, the technical issues that we had before, um, from, you know, the, the conversation a little bit here and there that we've had before this, I would hope that this is, uh, this is going to build into something and, uh, you know, we can, we can maybe work together, do something, you know what I mean? Um, and this isn't one of those, yo, let's work. This is, like I said, community. You know what I mean? Agreed. Agreed. And I appreciate that. And, and, and that's real. And, uh, you know, I, I've appreciated this time being able to to talk uh, candidly with you, man. And, and, and I've sensed that all along. And that's why I agreed to uh, to come come on the show. And, uh, uh, man, I'm, I'm glad I did. Well, I appreciate that. There's one thing I got to shout out uh, my uh, my shrug life homies because there's one thing that I learned in uh, the beginning of Twitter. This is when I linked up with these uh, these cats, all random hip hop cats that you know from all across the country. And the one thing that we seemed to all have in common was we took shit too seriously, and yeah. um, we just needed to learn how to fucking shrug it off and just and. Yeah. So there'd be times where one of us would go on a rant or riff and it wasn't like we'd get like a condescending, like, yo, just let it go, bro. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like people, like we'd hit up like funny links, gifts, like memes, whatever. And we'd be like, yo, shrug life, bro. Like just, just fucking shrug life. You know what I mean? And, and it worked and it stayed with me up until now. And that's, that's my community. You know what I'm saying? Like these are dudes that I've never even fucking met for the moment. I'll tell you one thing real quick, one story before we get out of here, just to, just to explain to the people, this is how community works. I was out at South by Southwest. Um, I was at a, a currency show. It was Currency Jet Life. I was backstage um, with Little Flip because Little Flip opened for Currency. It was fucking crazy at South by Southwest. Oh, um, yeah. They the security comes back. I, I got back there. I wasn't even supposed to be back there. Little Flip and his manager walked by me. They looked at me. They were like, "Yo, you trying to go backstage?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "All right, follow me." I'm like, "All right." I followed him. The security looked at me, just nodded at me. I nodded at him. Let me by. So. Yeah. Eventually, security comes back and they're like, yo, everybody in here that's not part of Jet Life, you got to get out. And I'm like, fuck, I'm not part of Jet Life. I got to go. Like, they're going to they're going to sniff me out. You know what I mean? So yeah. they're walking around, find, looking at everybody's credentials with flashlights like, yo, you're not Jet Life. You got to go. You got to go. I'm like, all right. I, I start like doing that slow walk towards the uh, towards the gate or whatever. I hear right. over the speakers. I hear, yo, motherfucker, this is EF cutting and this is Jet Lounge. We're about to get this shit stuck. And I stopped and I said, EF cut, and you got to be fucking kidding me. I just told you about Shrug Life. 
EF Cotton is part of Shrug Life. This is a dude I've never met before. <laughs> never met before in my life. And I, 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 yo, I take two steps over to him. He's right there at the fucking DJ booth. I look up at him. I take my phone out and I bring up my Twitter and I bring up my profile, my Twitter profile. And I grab yeah. his leg and he looks down at me like, who the fuck are you? And I go, yeah. yo. And I hold up my Twitter, my, my phone, and I point to it. And I point to me and he goes, Yo, what the fuck? What are you doing here? And I'm like, <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, yo, I'm with you. And he's like, fucking right, you're with me. And he grabs, he dabs me up, grabs my hand, pulls me up on stage. I sat up on the top of the fucking speaker for the rest of the show. And there was no, yo, you owe me this. Yo, you owe me that, blah, blah, blah. It was just cool. Like, and, and, and we smoked. He, uh, he, he DJed for currency the whole set. Everything was love. And, um, it was, it was a great night. And to me, that is community, not because I got something out of it, mm. but because that showed me that love that, that you don't have to know somebody or whatever. You can really network, connect, work, and just have a good time with somebody and not have to have it be all about business shit or all just about nothing. You know what I'm saying? And, and those are the moments that make all the other bullshit worth yep. it. Yep. So That's all the other social media crap that we deal with, on a daily basis, weeding out all the all the stuff that we don't need yep. to get those really unique um, connections, and uh, yeah, we just gotta count 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 ourselves lucky when when we find those, and, and that's awesome. That's a great story, man. Yeah, I got a, I got a lot of those that have to do with South by Southwest, where I linked up with a lot of people out there um, when South by Southwest was at its at its peak, where I could I could run through stories like that free for fucking days where it's like shit just happens. Like they, like the synergy of when you're around people that you put yourself around these people that you just feel, feel right talking to. You don't have to be best friends with them. They don't have to be people that you talk to all the time, but they're people that you just feel right. You get a right energy from them or whatever. And these are dudes that I all got a right energy from. And sure enough, I'm no bullshit. Every one of these dudes that I've met, We've been cool every time we meet, and it's always at South by or whatever, or always at A three C or whatever. We bump into each other, and everything's well. I mean, shit, that's how I met Catfish, Shrug Life. You know what I mean? Same right. thing. Like when he was a co-host, like same exact thing, bro. It's like you just you you keep people with you that that want to be around you and that that appreciate you for what you bring to the table, and you can appreciate them. That's a community. You know what I mean? So when people say community and they they throw it out there like that, like I said, just. I want people to understand I'm not being a dick. I'm just being cautious. And and if you want to be a part of the community here, you're more than welcome to do that. Show up, hang out, you know, share some links or whatever. Like you said, buy some shit. And um that's great. Like that that's the way to keep keep the show going or whatever, because I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to keep the lights on with this one. So um, I hear that. All right, free. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let a beat play real quick, and uh, if you want to go ahead and just tell the people um, where they can get a hold of you and stuff like that, um, give them an idea. Oh shit, my beat went away. Where'd my beat go? Oh, there's my beat. All right, um, go ahead, let them know where they can get a hold of you and follow you and all that kind of good stuff. Sure, check me out at freehandprofit.com, on Instagram and Twitter at, at freehandprofit. Uh, and if you want to become an apostle, uh, sign up at patreon.com slash freehandprofit. All the support and love is appreciated. Great thing. This is Four Things. Uh, this is another episode of Four Things. Um, stick around, man. We got uh, we got some more guests and uh, some more good times. Um, you know how we do. We're going to let this ride out.
We'll be back. Yo, G, what's good? Well, I'm back in the podcast game. Yo, wait a minute, wait a minute. You back in the podcast game? I'm back yep. in the podcast game. I got this new show called 16 Things. Oh, yo, wait a minute, I gotta go, I gotta go, I'll talk to you later. What the fuck?